0: What's going on Foxborough football fans? I got a special episode of first in Foxborough offseason edition for you today. I'm Kyrie Thompson. I'm your host. You know me I'm here every single day pretty much except for now at the end of the season cutting this down a little bit because I mean how how much can you listen to me talk every single day about what the Patriots should do with their offensive coordinator situation. Anyway, like I said special episode. We are here with Eric Galko the director of of football operations and player personnel with the Shrine Bowl, Eric. How you doing today?
1: Good man. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing wonderfully. Okay, so I mean, this is this is prime, uh, you know, draft season for uh, you know all of us unfortunate teams, unfortunate souls who don't have uh, a dog in the playoff fight at this moment. So hey, we're we're gonna jump right into this uh, because the New England Patriots are gonna have their coaching staff running around down there at the Shrine Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks so I wanted to start off there if possible what went into the decision to uh, get the Patriots coaching staff down there
1: yeah uh, the way the process works this year uh, is the NFL League office worked with teams outside the playoffs to determine which teams are are able to and willing to kind of leave their hometown and leave during draft process to get the huge advantage to coach the Shrine Bowl they'll coach 130 players, many of which will be drafted or make rosters, et cetera, too, right? So it's a great opportunity to kind of get an up close look at these guys. Last year, the Patriots did not coach the Shrine Bowl and they still drafted four. I think they signed six more after the draft. And then I think like five or six made the roster and then they had one more on practice squad, too. So the Patriots had a great, great use of the Shrine Bowl a year ago from afar, watching as a scout. And a scouting staff. And this year, with Belichick and the coaching staff being there all week long, too, they'll get an up close look at guys. And the best part about coaching the Shrine Bowl is is a chance to learn from these players on and especially off the field and kind of see how they could fit into the Patriots' locker room.
0: Yeah. Have the Patriots coached the Shrine Bowl before? And and I mean, so Bill Belichick is going to be there. So, how involved, uh, you know, is he
1: going to be? You think? Yeah, it's a good question. So, um, it, it's a, it's a good process the NFL league office puts together and saying, hey, you can coach the Shrine Bowl, but you can't have your head coach be your head coach for the week because we want to use these All Star Game opportunities to empower somebody else on your staff to get that experience. Right, they want to create a pipeline of coaches getting into a job a job a little bit higher than they're already doing for the Patriots. So, um, our Patriots staff hasn't been fully announced yet, but Bill Belichick will kind of be head coach emeritus. Uh, and he'll be there watching in practices and helping his coaches and, and being more of a mentor type role, but of course also evaluating talent. But we expect the Patriots' uh, coaching staff to be announced sometime uh, this week or, or shortly after when they kind of finalize who they want down there in Vegas for the Shrine Bowl.
0: Absolutely, and even with him kind of being in a more backseat role, or you know, kind of as you said, like an emeritus overseer sort of role. What what is that like when you got Bill Belichick, the greatest coach in NFL history, on site? And you can pick his brain, players can pick his brain, and he's just involved with the process. Like what energy does that
1: bring? I hope a lot. I, I think talking to our players, our players, I uh I think our players would be really excited to work with them. And I think even if our players get a chance to, you know, all these kids grew up being football fans and Patriots, you know, Patriots Super Bowl, right? These kids are mostly, were born in the early 2000s. That's the Patriots dynasty right there their whole life, right? So, and they've seen Belichick their entire life be a top coach. I think a lot of these guys are excited just to shake his hand, but I think a lot of the coach players that that want to get better A, know that Belichick, if they can get five minutes, would make a world of difference on their career development. But also B, they know that the Belichick philosophy is throughout this entire staff. I think all these players recognize that the Patriots are more than just Belichick. There's a whole culture and a staff and a learning environment these coaches are dying to get involved with. So so he'll be there. He'll be walking around practice. He'll be watching players as well, too. But I think the fact that he's built such a strong culture, great coaches, great scouts at the building, I know that, and our players know that, that, hey, they're going to get great coaching all week long during practices in the game.
0: It's one thing it's funny to watch him in spring practices or even in training camp the way that he go- goes from position to position group and he just has such a wealth of football knowledge I remember watching him coaching up Jack Jones on how to how to field a punt and by the way Jack Jones was one of those players that participated at the Shrine Bowl that the Patriots ended up drafting there were four of them uh, Tyquan Thornton Jack Jones Pierre Strong Sam Roberts and then they ended up signing uh, LeBron Ray and De'Eric King. If, if you don't mind, um, can I if I could go back to the coaching staff part. So you mentioned that the coaching staff is going to be finalized in relatively short order. It, it was an interesting situation where you know, they, they did things a little bit differently this past year where they didn't have you know, coordinators and they didn't lose anybody off the staff, but they might be adding someone to the staff. Would that have changed anything if they had announced – um, you know, the offensive coordinator, uh, search in like right before the selection process, or would that not have mattered because they didn't, they didn't necessarily have, uh, you know, any firings necessarily.
1: Yeah. And, and there's a lot of reasons that teams may not want to coach the Shrine Bowl and, and not having a head coach, you're you're exempt from even being asked. And then coordinator changes are certainly one of the reasons that, that we would expect in the league office would expect saying, Hey, if you got a lot of stuff going on and you don't kind of know where you're headed white yet, you know, it totally makes sense for you to kind of be at your home base and figure that out first. But I think the Patriots from all my knowledge, they're, they're excited. I know that they're very excited to coach the Shrine Bowl. And they, I think that they're not worried about what that spot will be, especially as it impacts their evaluation ability. they, The Patriots do a fantastic job of making sure their coaches can evaluate at a high level and are very intertwined with the personnel department. So I think they view this opportunity from this is my point of view. I'm not sure what they would say, but my point of view is I think they view this opportunity to get a great evaluation of these players, no matter who's coaching the game, because they've instilled such a great philosophy and ability to evaluate talent from the coaching staff as well as the personnel staff.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, I mentioned all those names of players that were that were drafted and signed last year. I actually want to want to go through uh, the guys that were drafted and ask yeah. for, you know, because you were there. So, I mean, like what kind of um, you know, things you heard about them or saw from them uh, down there? So uh, if I might start off with Taekwon Thornton, who was a bit of a surprise uh, in the, in the last draft, Patriots traded up to take him in the second round.
1: Should not have been a surprise. I think there are people on in, in the media side of things that didn't quite know how much teams value Taekwon, but elite speed extremely high character kid, right? Has a family already is, is kind of has his whole life figured out in that piece of things. And I think he walked able to walk into an NFL franchise and be a deep speed threat, a guy who's really good in the red zone, what people didn't really appreciate. He showed that the shrine Bowl. He showed that this year in New England for a skinnier receiver and a speed guy, he's got really good instincts in the red zone. And that was, I think a big reason why teams felt comfortable with him being a high draft pick, but he was always going to go in the second round and the Patriots got one that can build for the long time. And I think the best part about Tyquan is, I think over the next two, three years, he could be the Patriots' leading receiver. But if he has to be their number two guy or number three guy, he can kind of really fit into wherever they want to build because he could be your speed threat on the outside number two. He could be your you know speed guy to kind of open things up for a slot receiver, or he can be your feature threat as a receiver in the red zone and downfield. So I think he's able to kind of fit into wherever they want to go moving forward. The Patriots, in my opinion at least, have done a great job adding a lot of cool pieces to that offense and receiver room, but they're kind of still figuring out what the long-term answer is.
0: You know, it's interesting. You brought up you know the the red zone part of that because, uh, you know, I, I remember hearing somebody who was down there at the Shrine Bowl, a friend of mine, uh, talk about thinking that Tyquan Thorpe was going to get bullied a little bit in, in the red zone drills and you know press coverage. And he's like, "No, that guy is actually he's a dog. I mean, he fights for every inch." And that was one thing I found was really intriguing because as, he looks like a stick figure when you're up close to him, but I, I think the the fight in him is very clear.
1: Yeah, fight. And I think also there's some instinctive ability in the red zone that I think people don't appreciate sometimes why guys like John Brown for a lot of their career were great in the red zone despite by yeah. being 5'9", 190. It's not necessarily about just being tough and physical and getting off guys. It's about kind of knowing where to get to. It's almost like playing basketball in a sense, right? You got a tighter space here. Got to make your cuts at the right time and and be decisive. I think Taekwon always showed that at Baylor. I think he showed that in the NFL so far this year, too. So I think the idea that sometimes you got to be this big-bodied tight end or 6'4", 20-25 receiver, make a play in the red zone, not quite. The days of the, the fade route are kind of going away, and we're seeing guys that are more crafty in the end zone to kind of make plays to get open.
0: Yeah, when you're talking about, yeah, Taekwon getting places. Well, he gets places faster than just about everybody else on the field because he's he's got that kind of ability. Yeah, moving up from from Taekwon, how about Jack Jones, who really flashed early on in the season and flashed during camp as well?
1: Yeah, I think Jack was one of the best three recorders in last year's draft. And I think a lot of uh, people in the media, as well as the NFL personnel, kind of scared off by what happened in his past you know five years ago and and i think the benefit that the patriots got by being at the shrine bowl a year ago was talking to jack a lot and kind of learning his what happened and how he's changed and what he's done and i think that was i I think i think a lot of teams made a mistake on worrying about what happened five years ago and that was the only thing that he really was really holding him back and we saw that hey when he's on the field he's incredibly talented he's one of the best corners right maybe last year was Sauce Gardner, Derek Stingley, in hindsight, Tariq Wollin, and Jack Jones were the four best rookie corners bar none in the NFL. And there's no reason that Jack should have fell to the fourth round when he put on film too. So Jack's a great person. I think he's a hardworking cornerback, hardworking guy. And I think he's going to be a longtime NFL corner for the Patriots, both in the nickel and the outside. He'll be a stud for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, his instincts and just – to attack the football, I found so intriguing, just you know, watching him again in, in in camp. I mean, you could see it on his college film as well, but I mean, even in the drills, just like pre-practice drills, some of the guys would be practicing different techniques, like you know, playing through a receiver's hands down at the red right. zone, and they they wouldn't be turning back. I mean, they, they would be you know facing in man coverage, they wouldn't turn back for the ball, they'd just be trying to you know play through the hands. Jack's always looking for the football every single time and and that definitely served him on a couple of occasions this year
1: yeah no for sure he's got I think the the hip fluidity, and the top end speed that he has able to kind of get in position quickly to look back at the ball that's really what the deciding factor is that when you're as quick as he is as fluid as he is you can get a vision to look back at the ball much quicker and much sooner
0: yeah definitely how about Pierre Strong what'd you see from him
1: yeah, Pierre was a complete running back a year ago. And I think he produ- produced at South Dakota State. He had a great college career, but I think people didn't necessarily appreciate how much he can make strides as a pass catcher. And he didn't do that a whole lot in college, but he definitely showed the movement ability to do that on third down as a passing blocker, pass blocker, excuse me, or a or a route runner and in the Shrine Bowl week. He definitely showed that all week long that hey, He's made a lot of focus on making sure he's a great pass catcher out of the backfield. I think that's kind of his long-term vision in, in New England is to be that kind of guy for this team moving forward. I think he he could certainly carry the rock and, and be an inside-the-tackles guy. And I think if he had to be, he could be a twenty twenty-five carry game-time player. But I think he's much more dynamic as a physical, explosive change-of-pace guy who can also be a really, really good pass catcher out of the backfield moving forward. So I think he might be the Patriots' third down back for, for the long haul here, and he's a great fit for their scheme.
0: He showed a little bit of explosiveness. It took him a while to get on the field. He was mainly a special teams guy, but then towards the end of the year, when they had to get him on the field because of injuries to running back position, I mean, he ripped off some big runs. And like you said, he showed off a little bit of that pass catching acumen, which I, I think early on it, it took him a while to get into that role. I think we saw a little bit more from from Kevin Harris, who was like a sixth round pick, but then. Uh, You know, saw Pierre start to get open on some checkdowns, good hands, and and showing off some ability after the catch.
1: Absolutely. I think it's where it just, you know, that's a lot of teams want to get their rookies in slowly and ease them into the right role. We saw that with Buffalo and James Cook, same situation where now he's the feature guy, despite kind of always having a lot of talent in that running back room, too. So I I usually don't reach too much into when rookies are playing, right? It's more based off circumstance and certain situations and plays rather than talent overall, too. So I have not here. Pierre is going to be a big part of their offense next year moving forward
0: absolutely and then what about sam roberts because he was somebody who it took him a while to to flash and we didn't necessarily see it as much in practice but he was a gamer i mean you put him in the preseason games he was out there making plays and then eventually uh you found his way into some rotational spots uh down the line as you mentioned right like kind of not reading into uh you know too much into when he got on the field but he did get on the field eventually and showed some nice things
1: yeah i think he'll be a special teams uh aspect of that defense for a long time. He blocked, I think, six field goals in his college career, two and four in his senior season, and that's going to be really, I think, where where his value comes in most importantly, right? If he blocks just two field goals next year, that's worth a six-round draft pick right there in itself. Mm -hmm. But I think long-term, he's so strong in his lower half. He's so well-built. He can really hold the point of attack. He's not going to be a dynamic pass rusher, but I think he's able to set guys up at a very high level. I think he's able to play a couple of different techniques in that defensive line as well, too. So, Sam's a perfect fit for that defense. I don't think he's going to be that's, you know, the next Vince Wilfork, but I think he'll grow into more of a frequent rotational, potentially starter level role in the future too. But his special teams value, ability on the run game, early on in downs, I think is what his main value is for the Patriots moving forward.
0: Yeah, it's like, if you know one thing about Bill Belichick, he loves his special teams. I mean, right. I, I I feel like, Obviously, it's a part of every single coach's game plan. I mean, it's, it's an important phase of the game, but I feel like I've never heard a coach talk about special teams as much as Bill Belichick does and like shout out players that you wouldn't even think about who just play special teams. And you can absolutely see how somebody like Sam Roberts, somebody like Marcus Jones, right, made, made the team You know, and got, got selected that team last year because not just of what they could do in normal positional drills, but because of their special teams ability.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Super important part of the game too. I think all those guys, Ty Kwan had some and on special teams certainly Pierre did as well too, and then and then Sam as well too. So super important as a Patriots draft players.
0: Yeah, and and Jack Jones blocking a kick uh, right. at at one point and really kind of rocketing off the edge on a couple of times. I think affecting a couple of kicks. So yeah, right. I mean he he absolutely was was doing some good things there as well. So. We talked about last year's Shrine Bowl, guys. What about for this year? Are there any players? I mean, I know I know it's early, right? Obviously, the players have not touched the field, so this is kind of kind of early on in the process. But as you look at what you might see at the Shrine Bowl this year in terms of players, who do you think might be a Patriots kind of fit for this year that we should be looking out for?
1: So both teams had input uh, on who was on their roster. Not total, you know overall draft here you go take who you want right but we definitely want the teams to have input because one of these teams to to have guys they want to coach and guys maybe they're interested in or guys that think just fit with their schemes going to be too so I'll, I'll write off a couple guys too we can kind of go from there but uh jack yeah. Toledo of oregon state he played quarterback running back fullback tight end and linebacker for oregon state this past year alone kind of a do-it-all oh, yeah. tough gritty guy that just that just screams like a patriots have a player too. uh zay flowers local to boston college um he'll be on the Patriots staff as well too and he's a guy that I think every team in the NFL could use if you see seen what Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle did this year too so he'll be a guy that Patriots who knows I'm interested in him but he's a, he's a he's a damn good football player and he'll be a guy that I think every team's going to be interested in for sure too um we've got two Arkansas offensive linemen Dalton Wagner and Ricky Stromberg just two real tough efficient effective offensive linemen that I think can be NFL starters as rookies or really high quality backups Dalton Wagner has played left and right tackle and then I guess a lot of the, on the tight ends because the Patriots love their tight ends we've got Luke Schoomaker of Michigan Travis Vogelich of Nebraska both bigger bodied physical kind of the true wide tight ends and then Princeton Fant and then Jack Coletto are their two kind of H-back tight ends as well too so some really good players for the Patriots offense to coach this year.
0: You know what I wanted to bring up Zay Flowers and that was a Perfect segue to get into it, because when you when you watch him as explosive as he is with the ball in his hands, you know what it kind of reminded me of is like a a twitchier version of like young Antonio Brown, just the way that he runs with the football, just something kind of reminds me of that. And I mean, you look at the the deep speed, the ability to to get open down the field and also the, the concentration hauling in some contested catches he fights for extra yard i mean he, he really can can do it all so from from that perspective i mean you you mentioned him as somebody who's on the the Patriots squad this year i mean do, do you feel like that's a guy that they could target like a day two pick
1: i don't know i, I don't think zay Flowers was out of the first round of the draft to be to be mm. right but i think he he has a lot of similarities at least when we've compared him to Deshaun Jackson, in terms of that tracking ability downfield, the ability to finish despite being a, a somewhat smaller running back, and that's a pretty rare skill not many guys have. I think Zay does, just like Deshaun Jackson did. And then you also have the fact that he's going to run fast and he has some Jalen Waddle dynamics. And you know, I've told a lot of people in the league and in the media too, it wasn't a great season for Boston College. And I know I – I don't know. I can imagine that that offense was frustrated at times, right, for the lack of production. But I think we got a chance to see, and I bet Zay has learned a lot in terms of how to get separation – when defense are planning for you, right? A lot of players that come from the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Ohio States, they kind of have one-on-one or really easy routes to kind of get separation and show off their abilities. And I think Zay had some of that this year for sure too, but he had to really earn his yards this year. Every single catch he had to earn because he was the guy, receiver, tight end, running back. Everyone knew where the ball wanted to go in Zay's hands, and he still was able to produce consistently in double coverage and box coverage and shadow coverage, et cetera, too. So I think that's what I take away from Zay's past season is that, hey, he's shown that – He can get open even when the offense knows it's going to him. And that's really, really rare for a college player to show, too. So he's a special player. I think, again, he'll be a first-round pick when it's all said and done. How high will kind of be determined by the Shrine Bowl in the NFL combine? But but he's a player. I think every team will want to coach in the NFL for sure.
0: Well, you have got me on the Zay. I mean, I was already on the Zay Flowers type train, and you just got me even more firmly. I'm moving up a couple of spots uh, on that train. So we've already talked about some of the players that are on the Patriots side of things just generally. What other players are you excited to see? Patriots side of things or not?
1: No, I think the guys I mentioned, obviously, excited to see Zay. We've got really good receivers, really good corners, both sides of on both teams, and I'm excited to see they'll go match up against, right? We've got a good mix of 6'2", six, 6'3", six, corners, going against 6'4", six, 6'5", six, receivers, and then guys like Zay in the slot and the outside against some impressive nickel receivers as well, too. So um, I mentioned Zay, Luke Schoonmaker of Michigan. Jake Moody, his kicker, two of the best Michigan players in the draft. They'll both be early-round draft picks including Jake Moody, who will be an early round draft pick despite being a kicker because teams are dying to coach him as well, too. And then for me as a scout, you know, all 130 players in the Shrine Ball are my favorites. They're all tied for number one in my heart. But I think right. I'm really excited to see a lot of these small school guys, um, some of these guys that were guys that scouts really wanted to see, um, and then also guys that just said, hey, you know what? I watched the film. These are guys that I believe in will be draft picks, longtime NFL players, guys like Jackie Chen of Pace University and offensive lineman, Truman Jones up in the Massachusetts area, uh from uh harvard university you kind of see how he matched up with these guys as well too uh mark evans from alabama arkansas pine bluff an hbcu guy who is an incredibly athletic offensive lineman playing center now for the shrine bowl week too so really for me the small school guys i'm most excited to see just because i want to see how these guys embrace the opportunity to go against the ohio states the bamas the Georgia, the clemson etc
0: You know what that immediately reminds me of, right? When you're talking about small school guys, uh, you know, division two guy uh, from uh, Lenore Ryan, who's now playing pretty well for the new England Patriots right now in Kyle Duggar. And that's the thing. It it really kind of just depends. When you get them in this kind of setting, how do those players respond? Do they look like they belong? Because I think it it is, it's absolutely possible to just stick those guys in that kind of situation. and watch them flourish, even though they've never faced that level of competition before. So I I absolutely understand the excitement for seeing that. And I can't wait to hear some of the reports that we see out of there. Remind the people where the Shrine Bowl is and where they can follow you, Eric.
1: Yeah, uh, Shrine Bowl's in Las Vegas. The game is February 2nd, uh, Thursday night football on NFL Network. Starts at 5.30 Vegas time and 8.30 Eastern time. And uh, practice all week long in Las Vegas which will be a beautiful venue for the Shrine Bowl was last year will be again this year too and you can follow along at shrinebowl.com or at eric galco on twitter
0: excellent yeah the Legion Stadium got to make a trip down there myself and see what that is all about eric galco director of football operations and player personnel at the shrine bowl eric thank you so much for joining me man it was fun nerding out about some prospects with you can't wait to check out the shrine bowl game myself and see who the Patriots get from there.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.